Hello and welcome to another edition of the Reorg Europe podcast. I'm Richard Woolley, Distressed Debt and Restructuring Editor in Reorg's London office. And today I'm joined by uh, my fellow editor, Luca Rossi, who's going to talk about uh, the Italian shipping company Moby and Distressed Debt Analyst Ben Kavachka, who will be giving us an update on UK oil and gas services group KCA Deutag. So, Luca, the story of Moby is pretty interesting. It's a big fight between the main shareholder, Vincenzo Onorato, and some of the group's bondholders. Uh, Could you give us a bit of an update about what's happening? Thanks, Richard. So, everything started at the end of September, when a group of bondholders representing about 40% of the company's 300 million euros notes filed for an insolvency claim at the court of Milan. They were requesting the insolvenza prospectica or potential prospective insolvency of the company, meaning that Moby is not insolvent as of now, but that it will be unable to serve its debt obligation in the future, mainly due to two things. First, the underperformance of the group, which is losing market share and burning cash. Second, a series of vessel sales and related party transactions, which, according to the bondholders, have depleted the value of the company's assets and will worsen the company's performance further. So this group of bondholders, which is advised by DLA Piper, is led by Soundpoint Capital and Cheney Capital, but also York, Blue Bay and Aptior Capital are part of it. And what do they wish? Well, they mainly want to significantly deliver the business, inject new money and uh, change uh, the group's governance structure. Okay, sounds like a, a pretty aggressive strategy. What did the court say? So the Milan court rejected the insolvency claim, saying that Moby is not currently insolvent and highlighted that it has has paid all its uh, recent coupons and term loan amortizations. But it went further. It said that the company should be closely monitored and should resort to some procedures in order to overcome its financial stress, which may become extremely severe in the near future. The court said several other things. We don't have uh, time here to analyze all of them. But most importantly, it focused on Moby's strategy to offset its decreasing EBDA by selling some of its uh, best vessels and handing back the gains to the EBDA. This is in order not to breach its covenants. And at the same time, using the proceeds of these disposals to pay its debt. The court also stated that the group's board of auditors, which is called Collegio Sindacale in Italian, will be held responsible if it does not support and encourage a proper line of conduct by management, especially in light of its conflict of interest and the group's related party transactions. Of course, Moby defined the the bondholder's actions as groundless and said, I'm quoting here, that it is evaluating the possibility of making a claim against speculative funds who filed the petition. Interesting. Okay. Uh, What are these vessel sales and uh, related party transactions the bondholders are talking about? Look, there are several. Uh, I'll mention two of them. One is the sale of two of the most profitable ships of the group. They're called Moby Aki and Moby Wonder to a Danish group called DFDS, which gave Moby the two vessels King Seaways and Princess Seaways in exchange. 
The problem is that King Seaways and Princess Seaways are significantly older than the other two ships, and sources close to the deal told us that Moby Aki and Moby Wonder have been sold to the FDS for about 137 million euros from a 2018 valuation of 180 million euros. The transaction still needs to be executed and Moby said the implementation is expected to be finalized in the second part of October. Another transaction which caught the attention of the bondholders is the 4.99 million euros of other receivables which were paid by Moby to the chairman of the parent company Vincenzo Norato, relating, and I'm quoting the company's 2018 annual report, to the advance on the fees for 2019 and part of 2020. So bondholders believe that these kinds of transactions depleted the value of the company's assets and reduced its liquidity when the group is already in financial stress. And therefore, they believe the company is unlikely to be able to repay its bonds, which mature in February 2023. Okay. Um, if you had to make a bet, what do you think is going to happen? Well, that's a big question, Richard. So bondholders are evaluating whether to appeal to the Milan court ruling, which, uh, let me be 100% clear, has not imposed any sort of measures on the company, such as the appointment of a CRO or something similar. On the other side, investors are waiting to see how Moby's lenders and board of auditors will react to the court ruling. So banks can encourage the company's management to appoint a third-party manager, a sort of commissioner to run the business and uh, possibly kick off a debt restructuring and are also able to stop supporting the company by, for example, not waiving or amending covenants anymore. They did that in February 2019. The board of auditors, the Collegio Sindacale, might either keep monitoring the company management without pushing for any real action or may, may encourage Moby's board to start a restructuring process. But the only one who may be able to effectively start a debt restructuring procedure is Moby's management, which denied at the start of the week that it was considering the possibility to file for a concordato, which is the Italian court-driven restructuring process. So it's difficult to predict what can happen, but investors should monitor the situation closely and wait for February 2020, which is when Moby has to pay 15 million euros to its lenders for its term loan amortization, as well as the coupon on its 300 million bonds. Okay, thanks, Luca. Uh, ben, why is KCA Deutag topical at the moment? Sure, so uh, the company is carrying a sizable $2 billion capital structure, and there are several triggers in the near future. While it can likely pass its third quarter leverage covenant test under the credit facility, there is a covenant step down by a quarter turn to 5.25x as, as of the year end. The company's EBITDA is already benefiting from a $25 million equity holdco contribution, which has been put in place in the first quarter. And given the current numbers, KCA Deutag is likely to breach the leverage covenant in the fourth quarter. The group is assessing its strategic options with the advice of Julian Loki and Alan and Overy, while the bondholders are working with Moelis and Aiken Gamp. The company has not yet disclosed a clear plan to address its capital structure uh, and upcoming maturities. We know, though, that uh, KCA Deutag's ad hoc committee holds about 50% uh, of the debt across all three of the, of the company's senior secured bonds and a term loan. Uh, Avenue Sculptor and Barings are some of the larger holders in the ad hoc committee. 
Uh, can you give us a bit of an overview of the capital structure, I mean, the bonds and the loan that you mentioned? Sure. So uh, the capital structure is dominated by uh, 1.9 billion of Paripasu's uh, senior secured debt, split between $215 million RCF, a term loan, and three bonds maturing in 21, 22, and 23. There is also a relatively small Oman term loan. Uh, now, the leverage of the company stands at 5.5x, uh, with the company creating the company at around four turns currently. Okay. And are there any uh, levers the company could pull, or is is it certain that there's going to be a breach of this uh, leverage covenant? So the sponsor uh, has the option to provide an equity cure, but whether there is appetite to do so uh, is not clear. The business is clearly carrying an outsized capital structure and spent about three quarters of its last 12 uh, month uh, cash EBITDA on servicing the interest cost. Granted that the pro formality EBITDA is actually a little bit higher due to synergies, it is unlikely to grow enough in the near future to resolve the group's woes. As a result, uh, providing an equity cure just to pass the covenant test will not resolve any issues in itself. While it is unlikely that the sponsors will write an equity check large enough to make the capital structure problems go away completely. Okay. So what what do you think the likely solutions are? So um, nothing has yet been decided, but one solution uh, could be part equitization to right-size the capital structure. And this can be facilitated by um, the holding companies within the group that are incorporated in England and Wales and domiciled in Scotland. Um, an interesting consideration is, though, that um, uh, how will the post-reorg equity be distributed? Now, Russian-linked uh, Pamplona, uh, which is one of the equity holders, is likely to fight uh, for some post-reorg equity. And um, given KCA Doitak's business exposure in Russia, Pamplona may have some leverage. Now, um, interestingly enough also, KCA Doitak is not facing a significant liquidity need. So uh, new money from the shareholders in exchange for some of the post-reorg equity is not a very strong negotiation point at the moment. But again, uh, we should not rule it out completely. Okay. Well, thanks very much, guys. Obviously, uh, you can read more about these situations on the Reorg website, and uh, we'll be back with another podcast in two weeks' time. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you.